Pixar's first miscarriage, Julia Roberts falls for Hugh Grant, and third time to charm for Indiana Jones. This week on 30 Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to 302010, the Laser Time Network's pop culture time machine each week, taking you back 30, 20, and 10 years ago into the pop culture past, letting you know what ha- what came out, what happened, what music was new, what, what movies debuted, what television shows were canceled, this being that time of year. Uh, yeah, we'll be looking at 1989, 1999, and 2009, specifically the window of May 24th through the 30th, the end of May. And I'm going to apologize off the bat because I'm one of your hosts, Chris Antista, and uh, my back hurts. And I took a muscle relaxer with a Woo-hoo. sip of whiskey and feel ridiculous and, and oh, feel like dear. I sound like really drunk right now. But I'm great. not, and I, I'm overcompensating because, like, I yeah yeah. If we had more time, I would take a nap. Uh, but, but we don't because uh, who else is with me? I'm Diana Goodman, and I got lost in my own museum. <laughs> <laughs> and. It's me, Sarah, standing in front of podcast audience, asking them to love her. Aww. See, I me can't. Me too, Sarah. Oh, <laughs> just hug. Stop hugging uh, over the air. Uh, like, I can't wait to figure out what those references mean. <laughs> but in case you don't know what we do, we, we look at a one-week period, 30, 20, 10 years ago, and it's really good at calibrating uh, probably what you were doing, and sometimes it'll reveal parts about your relationships or friends you were hanging out with. It's very strange. Oh, I saw that movie with with Dan. Like, I haven't mm-hmm. thought about him in years. Dan? Like, I, oh, my God. I love Dan. I know. He's dead. Oh. Um, he's dead. Aww. Rest in peace. Yeah. He was a Seinfeld kid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a real reference. Uh, but yes, May 24th through the 30th. Let's begin, as always, in 1989. I got excited because I thought we were going to talk about Cadillac Man. But then I realized we did that three years ago on yep. the show. This is Pink Cadillac, one of, uh, at this point, Clint Eastwood's annual movies, maybe? Uh, yeah, this might be the nadir. We might be bottoming out on Clint. Oh. He has to be like, God damn it, I need to go make another Western, but it should be redemptive. <laughs> <laughs> and 30 years later, I'm going to yell at a chair. <laughs> uh, bad Clint Eastwood. Uh, but I bet he does a real good one with Bernadette Peters in Pink Cadillac. For fugitive hunter Clint Eastwood, the tough ones are easy. It's the easy ones that are tough. Take anyone could run that fast at heels. Tina Turner taught me. Clint Eastwood, Bernadette Peters, Pink Cadillac, rated PG-13, starts Friday, May 26th. Man, despite the Midnight Run soundtrack, this looks terrible. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's supposed to be pretty terrible. He's a bounty hunter. She's on the run from a group of white supremacists. So we have a theme <laughs> for the week. Is for he 89. working for them? <laughs> uh, We're real then... confused. Get that white girl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, she's got like some stolen money and it's uh. hiding in the pink Cadillac and mm. then there's chasing and wackiness and... Wackiness and Jason, and did no, she, no, no one likes this movie. Did she get it from her Mary Kay sales? Oh, that would, that be, would a, be a good twist, right? It's like, it's not even your money. It's my Mary Kay money. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was terrible. Bernadette Peters. She's <laughs> yeah. way up higher. That was terrible money. It's Bern- fine. Is Bernadette Peters the most beautiful woman on earth? I'm pretty sure she is. Is she? She looks yes. like a porcelain doll. <sighs> Oh my God! Differences between like men an and women. old yeah. timey porcelain doll. She looks like something I'd knock over in my grandma's house. <laughs> she, she's gorgeous. I love her. <laughs> she, yeah. The woman from the jerk. That's who we're talking about. Yes. Yes. Okay. No. And Mozart in the jungle. What? 
Oh my and like God. a million Broadway musicals. <laughs> yeah, and also everything else. We that's found amazing. the one person watching Mozart in the Jungle. Oh yes, it's me. Oh my goodness, Amazon's <laughs> gonna be so excited. I loved it. Uh, we have inventory if you need us. Uh, it's this is a bummer because I'll usually watch anything with the word pink or Cadillac in it, and um, <laughs> yeah, Cadillacs and dinosaurs, mm-hmm. pink flamingos, mm-hmm. uh, Cadillac mm-hmm. man. Need I say more? Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't we just? Jump to the big movie of the week. That's number. I feel like they're one. dumping this because they know there is no competing with the number one movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at this at this point, I mean, even the way people talk shit about the second one now, that wasn't the case back then. This mm-hmm. is the third edition of a revered franchise. Uh, is this ten years from the day of uh, ten years from uh, the release of the original movie? Uh, I think it's seventy nine. No more than that. Um, okay, I'll oh, take... Not the first one's 82? No. No. Do I have to look this up? No. I should look this up. Okay. It's number one with a whip. Uh, yeah. John Rhys-Davies, Allison Duty. <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> Told you I took a pill. <laughs> uh, Denholm Elliott, Julian Glover, Sean Connery Jr., and Harrison Ford in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. I don't like fast women. To the women in his life, he's irresistible. To the enemy, Nazis. I hate these guys. He's invincible. But to his dad, he's just plain Junior. Don't call me that, please. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Like Indiana. My name's the dog Indiana. Rated PG-13. Man, it's so like every single element of this makes me feel like the public should have hated this more. I mean, obviously yeah. having seen... I don't know. Like, I love this. No, no, me too. But just oh. like the idea of adding his father in his comic relief. Can you imagine mm-hmm. that in 2019 making a movie better? Hmm. And it do, it doesn't... It's perfect. It's great. And, and it's like, so good. And I, I don't think people, younger it's people... very funny. ...won't know how cool it is to have Sean Connery, James Bond, playing mm-hmm. Indiana Jones' dad. That's mm-hmm. so neat. River Phoenix. The dude from Entrapment? Uh, <laughs> that wasn't the butt. Oh, the person. Okay, sorry. Uh, River Phoenix. That opening sequence yeah. is fucking amazing. It's amazing. So it's it's really really good. And uh, I know my my. And River Phoenix is doing all of it, right? Yeah. Like I mean, it looks like it. It looks like it. It's watch that if you want to see why it's a bummer that dude went early. Yeah. Because like for that, real. That, that's like the probably the most mainstream thing he did as an adult. Even for that head of hair, man. Oh, so pretty. so good. <laughs> So pretty. Even Harrison Ford didn't have that hair. That's why we wore the hat all the time. But mm-hmm. uh, Last Crusade, fucking great. I like that it ditched the love interest and just had him uh, implied he fucked a Nazi. And yeah. implied that he <laughs> fucked the same lady as his dad did. Yes. <laughs> I don't think it's implied. No, I, I think that's very actually clear. very clear. They fucked, they're Eskimo We're brothers. Eskimo brothers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we put this Smell on. my finger, Junior. <laughs> <laughs> we, he implied it was recent yeah mm. we were watching this last night with my stepson and when that part came up sam and i were cracking up and our kid was like eh? and we were like no this is one we won't explain <laughs> not right now yeah son someday you and i will sleep with the same Stop woman. It. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's like, so fun maybe diana remembers better i my favorite uh-huh. is temple of doom mm. i really love that that film because like Everything people criticize about it, I think, is hilarious. Uh, mm-hmm. Like that it the, all takes place in one building. <laughs> well, that it's it's just mostly like bad stereotypes, animal mm-hmm. torture. Like mm-hmm. uh, there's 
this part of the theme is child slavery. It's yeah. it's it's gross. Yeah, uh, I, I I love it. It's insensitive to religions. Um, it I don't know. Like I, it's just what it, I think I saw it first. That might have mm, been the thing too. Probably, uh, but but like. But tonally, like it's pretty nuts, just because like Last Crusade differentiates itself enough from Raiders of the Lost Ark, but like it, they feel it feels like the more proper sequel mm. than yeah. Temple of mm-hmm. Doom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, uh, technically, which it is. Yeah, Temple technically, Temple of Doom is first. I know. Um, I think, yeah. I mean, there's a lot to like in Temple of Doom. Uh, it's not my favorite. Uh, Raiders is definitely my favorite. I think it's just the perfect movie. It is. And this one, I love so much because mm-hmm. I think Sarah hit the nail on the head. It's funny. Yeah. It's mm. basically a comedy oh my with God. a bunch of action set pieces in it. The whole scene where they're tied to the same chair, yeah. start yeah. to finish, is perfect. Perfect oh. physical comedy. Perfect, like, chit-chat between them, like, little jokes and japes and stuff. It's so good. I love it. Yeah. 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 There's, it rarely gets very serious. Mm-hmm. Even, even when they're when dealing with serious. Nazis at a book burning and you meet Hitler. The, it, <laughs> yeah. the movie's, like, never serious. It's all played for comedy. Yeah. And, yeah. and even when it is serious, yeah, they find a way to make a joke. You know, the bad guy dies a horrible death and, and there's just a knight standing there making a joke about it. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's, I love that show. I still do it when I, like, I'm, I'm hiking. No, like, no girlfriend has ever gotten just like, oh, what's the name of the savior? Jay Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> still makes me laugh. I love the way he does that. Jay. Jay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, when we were watching it and like the opening scene where he's mm. on the boat and there's obviously just a big thing of water that someone has thrown onto the boat. It mm. gave me so many feels of like, this is absolutely just like on a set and made me feel like I was on the Universal Backlock studio tour in a good way. Like this is just an old fashioned movie fun time. Well, I, look, you got to donate to the Patreon, patreon.com slash laser time because I'm trying to talk Sarah into a Disney annual pass <laughs> and we can absolutely see the Indiana Jones tour. Yeah, the cheap one. Yeah. Uh, so again, donate for Sarah's behalf. Please. Because <laughs> I'm going to do the monthly. Send me to Disney World. I'm going to do the monthly payment plan on the silver one. Yeah, I kind of wonder, like, did they decide to overcorrect from Temple of Doom, that, which was, what, six Why years? I was asking yeah, you. I don't remember the criticisms. so dark. I don't remember the criticisms about Temple of Doom existing when it came out. It was all lollipops and roses. Everybody mm. loved that oh, movie. Oh, no. Well, you were too young and you weren't paying attention because mm. the, the guy getting his heart True. ripped out and the monkey's brains and the snakes and the bugs. And, I mean, it's kind of, it, oh, it no, that was... give us the PG-13 rating because it was not quite R, but... Scary as fuck compared to Raiders. I remember vividly I was staying the night the first time at my friend's Clyde house. That's air quotes because it was my first night in a trailer park. And he's like, you got to watch this movie. It's amazing. And when that happened, I ran screaming from the trailer and his mother had to come get me and call my parents because of the heart sequence in Temple of Doom. Part of me loving it is conquering that fear and taking it back. I remember Uh, seeing it at my grandparents' house. My cousin showed it to me and it terrified me. Yeah. And I, I still own the what's his name? I have the action figure of him. He's just holding mm. up art. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but this is this is just you're right. It deviates from darkness and is perfectly friendly. Fan. There's 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 some problematic things in the original Raiders of the Lost Ark, but this is fine. Yeah. Uh, it's it, great. Well, yeah, Nazis are always a good bad guy. Right. Yeah, because they have uh, limitless resources, and you don't feel bad about killing them because they're trying to kill everybody. Mm-hmm. And the part you know where he's trying to figure out the mystery of mm-hmm. you know decoding things and everything. I was 
I looked at Sam at one point. I was like, remember when we watched Angels and Demons last week? (laughs) (laughs) This is so much better. Like, Mm. this is awesome. Like, decoding things and churches and church lore and Jesus-y stuff. Way better this time around. I do wish the member of the... I think that should have been played by a cast member from Monty Python. Hmm. I said the last crusade crusader uh but but and again I was just, I I don't I'm sorry I didn't know this that last sequence when they enter in that temple or whatever mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. my cousin went on a I think a mission or something in Jordan and mm-hmm. that I thought I always thought that was a match shot and it's Yo. just a real fucking thing carved in the face of rock and she's like you're at you're at the fucking last crusade ending like I was so astonished. It's such a cool looking shot, though. That like mm-hmm. uh, that I don't know that they went out of their way to like try and find places that looked otherworldly or mytho- mythological or old worldy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it, I I, yeah. I desperately think they shouldn't do an Indiana Jones fifth one, but I'll be there day yeah. one. I I need to see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would prefer they not do a fifth one. And I mean, comparing this one to uh, the fourth one, which we've also talked about on this mm-hmm. show. And the difference between, yeah, going and shooting at Petra or shooting in Venice Mm -hmm. makes a big difference Mm -hmm. between, well, we're afraid someone's going to have a drone and spy on us, so we're going to shoot everything indoors. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No. I cannot believe how badly those scenes hold up in Crystal Skull. Everything, everything, uh, the car chase in the jungle and Shia LaBeouf swinging with the monkeys. Uh, (laughs) It looks so bad. But this is this is yeah. great. This is and, and this is the one I grew up. Uh, I was able to see in the theater, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. It, it just validated every bit of love I had for Indiana Jones. And I didn't have the movies at this point. Home videos were still expensive, and I don't know what deal McDonald's struck. But like a, a year later, you'd get like a extra value meal, and you could buy the Indiana Jones trilogy like mm-hmm. three ninety nine per tape. And I bought them, and I'd watch them, and I'd bury shit in my backyard. Like I don't remember. I, I have to think I was. I, I had a bunch of Star Wars toys before I knew what they were mm-hmm. because it was just ubiquitous. But like I was, Indiana Jones sort of ruled my mind for a little while. Yeah, uh, it, it, it's it's the adventure scenarios I'd pretend to do with action figures. I'd dig a lot in the backyard. I'd like to bury time capsules yeah. and dig them up later. Like goddamn, he's the ultimate cool guy. He's yeah. like super smart. He's a professor. He's not an asshole. Mm-hmm. He's but he's going on adventures. It was the first. I remember yeah. I'd hum the theme song, and my dad's like. You like that theme? What the fuck is a theme? Like, <laughs> that was a song, and like I, it, I don't know. Like I, this movie's fantastic. Yeah, and yeah. watching it's it another too. one with with comedy. It underlines that he's actually not a very good professor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, his office hours are a joke. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've been he's waiting. Obviously, at- not doing a good job teaching these kids because they all show up to office hours complaining mm-hmm. and having mm-hmm. problems. That he has to sneak away from them. I've been waiting outside his office with a love letter. Written sure. on my eyelids for sure. like the last two weeks. <laughs> and he hasn't shown up. Yeah. I mean, Harrison Ford, too, is just so charming, so handsome. I'm so glad he hasn't done anything that I need to hate him for, right? No. And it, I, when he's been pretty cool, he, he did something surprisingly cool recently. Yeah. That, that made me super mushy because he's, he's a very gruff dude mm-hmm. and doesn't, mm. and is really flippant and weird when you ask him about movies like this. Mm-hmm. And then Peter Mayhew died and without any provocation, he just wrote this beautiful letter yeah. about Peter Mayhew. And I saw that. That was just like so sweet and is like the nicest he's been to anyone, Star Wars, the human nature. Like he has just done <laughs> nothing nice in years and like he did that just out of like I don't know the goodness yeah. of us I think he just he just probably doesn't want to share a bunch of himself well I think he got burned after uh, Carrie Fisher died yeah 
people mm-hmm. kind of took his stuff out of context, mm-hmm. and I think he probably was like, "Fuck, I guess I won't be making that, any more public statements." I just thought that was hella sweet, like yeah. to talk about Peter Mayhew like that. It was it was such a yeah. bummer of a loss. I said I wasn't going to talk about Star Wars last episode. <laughs> <laughs> God, I'm such a guy. No, I think yeah. If you haven't seen this in in a long time, dude, dude, worth a rewatch. It's very so good it. summer movie. It's just it's got something for everybody. It's, it's fucking fun. perfect. Said it's funny as hell, and and doing comedy with action can get. It's not easy. No, it's really not easy. Like mm-hmm. you said, that it, it there was a million ways that this could fail horribly. When it'd be right. like, oh my god, why is Sean Connery being such a dumbass? Or, uh, stop! Stop making jokes. Just, just fight, God. Uh. And it, it wasn't too long ago that Steven Spielberg, like brazenly said, like I could do comedy and did one, another period piece, and like it's one of the most notorious mm-hmm. tonal failures ever. Mm-hmm. And that he somehow makes this really funny Indiana Jones movie is is pretty nuts. Yeah, and all the action sequences are so great. I I've studied uh, a couple of them for papers in college for film school, where it's just they are wow. beautifully yeah. constructed. Where each shot tells you where the next shot is like you understand the geography all the time. You understand why it's cut at a certain pace. Laying out geography is something like I feel like so many action directors do not understand. I, now oh, I want to do I want to do an article about my favorite sequences of Nazis going over cliffs. Ooh, yeah. Hmm. This is this is yeah. only under Blues Brothers because that's mm-hmm. ridiculous. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Last yes. Crusade, kind of, kind of like ate everybody's fucking lunch at the because we're going to talk about later a couple movies that I really loved, and this had such uh, staying power. Everybody throughout the rest of the summer has to compete with it, mm-hmm. and yep. um, yeah, it, it kind of UHF. I'll just say okay. <laughs> UHF, <laughs> one of the best yeah. movies no one talks about. Uh, yeah, anything else on Last Crusade? Uh, watch it; it's amazing. Yeah, I yep. concur. Uh, TV. Of 1989. Yeah, we're slowing down here. Oh, yeah. Really couldn't find much, but I did dig up something for... There's a Spielberg movie out, Let's All Go Home. Yeah. No TV this week. But wait! <laughs> On the 24th, we have Bob Hope's Birthday Spectacular from Paris. <laughs> celebrating Bob Hope's 86th birthday, which also coincides with The City of Light's 200th anniversary I, of the beginning of the French Revolution. I never get tired of doing this. If you're so, <laughs> new to the show, we love highlighting Bob Hope specials. Yeah. Because that motherfucker did them until he was 100 years old. Yeah. And uh, I'm guessing he's, he's not too old now. Mm-hmm. He's not embarrassingly old. His 86, birth... it's pretty... He's still pretty vital. Dude, some of his promos as we move forward will get... Like grim, yeah, yeah. Like, take him <laughs> off TV. Well, and I was hoping this would be one of the ones that we get to play for Diana, where it's just like a three-minute <laughs> list of dead people. But um, this one's a little bit shorter. They just have a couple of, uh, you know, a couple of the guest stars, but some real Bob Hopey jokes. <laughs> Wednesday, King Bob is back. I have missed you so much. Who can blame you? With his royal French court. And Jillian, Sid Caesar, Brooke Shields, Louis Jordan, and B. Arthur as they celebrate Bob's birthday in beautiful gay Paris. Paris is the city of love. Who's the mayor, Dr. Rue? Bob Hope's birthday spectacular from Paris, Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't believe it, but a team of seven writers came up with that one. Like, <laughs> Dr. God. Ruth. Dr. Ruth. Dr. Ruth was, no, we're not going to annotate every fucking second of this show. Yeah. We're in the 89 segment, people. You get Dr. it or you don't. 60% of them are dead, so 40% still alive is yeah. actually pretty good for Bob Hope special. Yeah. I, I didn't get one of them in there. 
um, B. Arthur dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brooke Shields alive. What? Oh my god! I I stop writing her letters every month. Get back on That's it. That's ridiculous. Man. Um, okay, sports, yeah. sports. There's sports on TV. <sighs> it's hockey, so you know. Oh, fucking hockey! Say no more. Uh, Come on. Goddamn! It's, it's the All Canada Stanley Cup, the way it should be. Right. The Montreal Canadiens take on the Calgary Flamers. Am I saying that right? Not no, at sure. All. <laughs> you can't just shake your head at me. <laughs> Why is it spelled Canadians with an E N? Because it's the French way. Gotcha. Oh. Okay. They're the Canadians. Canadians. I'm, I'm guessing meaning they lost in the Stanley Cup. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Calgary one. So you get Calgary. Not even Flamers that you got wrong. It's Calgary. What? Oh, really? That's how you say it? That's how they tend to say it. Yeah. Okay. Mm. All right. Well, I, I learned so many things. And and that mm-hmm. makes for a as of late a very short thirty twenty ten segment because there ain't no games to speak of this week because. Mm-hmm. Uh, Really, the again, the games left the summer alone. That was when kids are the most away from their television, so they kind of waited. Uh, but music of 1989, May 24th through the 30th, uh, we have new music releases. Broadway the Hard Way by Frank Zappa. I'm sure it's hilarious. Raging Silence by Uriah Heep. 2300 Jackson Street, the last album by the Jacksons, formerly known as the Jackson 5. Uh, mm-hmm. 1,000 Hours, Green Day's Debut EP, very, wow. very good uh, on Lookout Records, I believe. And yeah, because of Diana's notes, flying the face of that Laser Time Michael Jackson band, I, I put on everything. Oh. But this this isn't technically Michael Jackson. No, it's the Jacksons. No, um, these are the other Jacksons without Jackson Michael. Four. And without one of the other ones, Marlon, maybe? Oh. And I, yeah. yes, there was a, a bunch of awful comments for that episode. I'm like, how come, how come his family has never said anything? Uh, Latoya did, and everyone else has royalties wrapped up in his legacy mm. and they're not going to say mm. shit. No. Uh, For Every Girl by Paul Abdul is still number one. Nothing that compares to you like you two spelled backwards um, by the Jacksons. Nothing one. that compares to you? I know. Is this to you? Is this the no. same as the Sinead O'Connor? It is not. No, it's okay. worse. And I'm not sure why it's got two and you spelled the way Prince spells them because right. I don't think he wrote this. <laughs> I don't think you wanted a lot of association with the Jacksons. Huh. Okay. Well, yeah, but I just I saw that title and I was like, wait, what? Yeah, and I'm found, perplexed. Uh, no. Was Prince doing an homage? I just can't I see know. this as being like totally unintentional. But anyways, carry on. We'll let the listeners decide and you can strike back at us at patreon.com slash laser time where we uh, do a show all about you every month. But we're going to take you out with uh, nothing that compares to you by the Jacksons. Stay right there because 99 is about to get crazy. I hope you're well rested because if you're not, oh man, this is going to be the perfect sponsor for today. Casper Mattresses. Yes, Casper Mattresses, baby. Offering you one hell of a sleep experience for an outrageously reduced cost. And even better than that, if you go to caspertrial.com slash laser time, 
you can get $50 towards any mattress that you want right now. And when I say any mattress, I mean from Twin to California King. And if you don't know what Casper mattresses are, uh, they are mattresses that combine high-density memory foam and premium latex to create a sleep surface that contours to your body and keeps you cool and balanced through the night. Casper's dug deep into the science of sleep, and they're trying to offer you a better mattress at a much better cost. And one of the ways Casper has cut out the cost is by not having stores throughout the entire country. Instead, they ship the mattress right to you. As a result, Casper mattresses are up to a quarter of the price that you'll find in most big box stores, and even better than that. And if you have any reservations of a mattress being shipped to your house, Casper knows that, and that's why they've provided you with a hundred night risk-free trial you don't like the casper mattress give them a call they'll come pick it up for you get rid of it and give you a full refund if you're in the market for a new mattress please consider casper and even better go to caspertrial.com slash laser time to get 50 dollars towards any new mattress fuck the west coast and fuck everybody on the east eat shit and die or fuck off at least fuck preschoolers fuck rulers kings and queens and gold jewelers Fuck preschoolers. We apologize if that was too subtle for everyone, but um, <laughs> the, the off of the ama- amazing Jekyll Brothers, "Fuck the World" by Insane Clown Posse is out this week, and I, for one, am dumping out of Fago for their last album because this one's now my favorite. Um, <laughs> wow. Wow, I wish wow, I wow. didn't take that pill. Um, live, <laughs> uh, live in La Vida Loca by Ricky Martin is justifiably still number one because we are in 1999, uh, May 24th through the 30th. Uh, these are the new music releases of this week. Um, we have Beach House on the Moon by Jimmy Buffet. I know I said that one right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Art of Storytelling by Slick Rick. I think, is he, is he fresh out of jail at this point? Maybe. I forget. All, all I have to go on is know. that um, Snoop Dogg album where he tells everyone who doesn't like him to eat a dick. Uh, <laughs> this, this Moment is Mine by Shantae Moore and You Can't Stop the Bum Rush by Len. <laughs> oh my God. Is, is this the Steal, Steal the Sunshine? Sunshine? Yep. I want. Can somebody out there please get me that guy's isolated vocals? I just... <laughs> I know! It's up for me! <laughs> I gotta hear it raw. Making sure I'm not in too deep. No girl part probably sounds terrible. Uh, he probably sounds like an evil version of Smash Mouth. Uh, oh my god, <laughs> yeah, that yeah. is very accurate. Yeah. Smash Mouth and Warm Tongue rolled into one. Uh, <laughs> I'll let Diana take the news on the Eurovision Song Contest. All right, we finally we got our last Eurovision uh, of the three of the year. Or yeah, of the of the nines, we had uh, Sweden won with Charlotte Nilsson's "Take Me to Your Heaven," <laughs> Ooh. which I'm, we almost came in with until I looked at the track listing for uh, <laughs> <Insane Clown> Posse. <laughs> I was like, "Well, let's see, Take Me to Your Heaven or Fuck the World." Take uh, me to your heaven, fuck the world. Fuck the world was robbed of the Eurovision Song Contest. Agreed. Uh, Agreed. That, <laughs> I'm still writing letters about it. <laughs> <Clearly>. <laughs> That sounds like it was recorded in Greenland. It should have been. It should have been nominated. Is all I'm saying. A little bit of news to bring you into uh, 1999. Devolution continues in the UK, and the Welsh Assembly meets for the first time in 600 years. What does that mean? <laughs> Where were they? <laughs> and why now? I just imagined uh, a bunch of druids like getting together. We sort of forgot to crown a king the last oh, six centuries. Well, a lady raised a sword out of a lake, and we kind of thought we were done at that point. And to get ahead of the commenters, yes, that was a very good Welsh accent. 
that I appreciate your compliments. <laughs> um, now, what happened is the English, like they also did to the Scots and the Irish, they they bulldozed their way in and said, "We're in charge of you now." And they they had had like some sort of six hundred years ago. I don't know. It was probably like a bear a meeting of barons or something that was like their local assembly, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, fuck that shit. You can't have it anymore." And then uh, at the end of the 90s, they started what they called devolution, which they started to give more control back to previously autonomous regions within the UK. So Mm. Scotland and Wales. And so Wales got like now have like a state legislature, but for Wales, for Welsh stuff. Ooh, fun. You could argue about how they don't like vowels. Can I I tell a personal story about why I cringe every time I hear Wales? I wish you would. Mm. Uh, uh, There was in my first geography class, everyone had to take a, a state and my mom was like, get England, get England. You do the report on England. It's going to be amazing. And I, I couldn't, I, I got, la- I got there late. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm like, I can't get England. And like, she, she gave me this list and like, the only one I could get was Wales. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember, it's, it's just, I remember turning in an immaculate, like bindered report on Wales with a poster board with their GDP yes, and their, their, yes. their, their, their oh exported goods. Yeah. But uh, I didn't do it because my mother did. It was I, it's you were one o- of those. Kids? It was the only time that happened because, like, I didn't pick it. I didn't know what the fuck this was. So you get what and, you get, and you don't mind a bit. Bullshit! Yeah, it was a it was a barter system. It was a lottery system. You could pick the pick the country you wanted to write about. My mom picked fucking I hope you Wales. See the scorn in my face right now. It's a bizarre memory. I'm not proud of myself, <laughs> uh, but I totally got an A. And well, your mom got an A. Your she, mom got an A. She got an A, but. Help me sleep with the teacher. Sixth grade. Um, no. <laughs> uh, that's, that's Good people of Wales, please write to us in two languages telling us how Chris can get fucked. Okay. okay. Get fucked in your national currency of smelt fish. Uh, I believe that's what I remember from the reports my mother did for me in the sixth grade. Uh, movies of 1999. You'll never guess what's number one if you were here last week. Hmm. That's Finding Graceland? It is Finding Graceland, the Harvey Keitel. <laughs> That's what I thought. I'm Elvis. Are you Elvis? <laughs> uh, what's, Diana, you read this sentence. I don't feel comfortable with this. What? Talking about uh, other movies that came out? Oh, that's the name of a movie. I thought it was the name of an award given. uh... Well, it is. You're getting very confused. Okay, the number one movie at the box office is obviously Star Wars The Phantom Menace. Uh, Also out this week is the Palme d'Or winner from Greece from the Cannes Film Festival called Eternity in a Day about fishermen and he's dying and there's an immigrant child. It sounds like a bummer, but they love those at Cannes. So, okay. (laughs) I haven't seen a Greek movie in a really long time, so maybe I'll go watch it. What's Hmm. your favorite Greek movie? My big fat Greek animal movie. house. That's Mamma Mia. <laughs> <laughs> Z. Z. Yes, what? I had a real answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's why Dan is here. Uh, also out this week, uh, 1999, trying its best to compete against the Phantom Menace, the 13th floor. Man, Gretchen Mulligan, Craig Bierko, uh, Armin Mueller, Stahl, Vincent Nafrio, and Dennis Hazebert. The president? <laughs> a team of scientists have created a portal to a simulated universe. You think one of them units crawled up an extension cord and killed his maker? But what they couldn't anticipate... What's this all about? Murder. ...is that the experiment... This is a mistake. These people are real. ...would have a mind of its own. Oh. He's kicking in! Oh. The 13th floor... You could call it the end of the world. Rated R. Opens... Oh. I love Craig Bierko. I know. What a weird 
What a strange man. What a, what a weird failed missile of a career trajectory. Who I, I love that guy. I don't say I wouldn't say it's failed. Oh, I I don't think I've seen him in like twenty years. Uh, Anything. he does a lot on Broadway, and he's in yeah. Unreal, which is the um the, the the engine. No, it's uh a really well received, and I watched a couple episodes of it. Um, scripted television program on Lifetime about. It's like kind of a takeoff of The Bachelor and Bachelorette and everything that goes on behind the scenes. It's very good. I saw that yeah. with my ex-girlfriend. Thanks for making me sad. Uh, no but, problem. But I, I said that because I love that guy. Yeah, he's uh, awesome. I, I really do. And uh, Sour Grapes is the last thing we talked about with him in it, I think. Yeah, he was in... I think he was pretty the well Larry received in um, whatever iteration of company that he was in on Broadway, which is oh. one of my favorites. Uh, but uh, in terms of... Star Wars Phantom Menace, like good counter programming. Yes. This this crazily mm-hmm. succeeded. I think this was like this was in the top five of the box office of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Hugh Grant, Julie Roberts in Notting Hill. Falling in love with a movie star is hard enough. I live in Notting Hill, you live in Beverly Hills. Without sharing them with your roommate. You must be Spike. Your family. This is my baby sister. I genuinely believe that we could be best friends. And the entire world. Julia and Hugh <laughs> in Notting Hill. No one has said whoopsie daisies for, what, 50 years? And even then, it was just a little girl. <laughs> I love this movie. I legit giggled at that line. And uh, Reese Ifans. Mm-hmm. Yes. Also in it. Is, yep. is this his breakthrough thingy me jig? first yeah. time I saw him. Totally. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because that guy was in a, like, after that, like, was in a ton of shit. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, little Nikki. <laughs> um, I did, actually. Uh huh. Uh-huh. That's very upsetting to me. But this is by anyway, the same guy who did Love Actually later, right? Richard Curtis? Yeah. It's, yeah. It actually reminded me of the reverse of Hugh Grant's plotline in Love Actually. Like, he's the celebrity yes. and the yeah, yeah, yeah. commoner is dating him. Mm-hmm. I uh, love this movie. Like, as far as rom coms go, this is one of the best. I hate the poster, but I don't hate the movie. The poster's fine. Yeah. It's him walking well, by Julia Roberts' movie star poster. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I don't, I it really like conveys it. everything. It, it's Because this movie was so ubiquitous. It was just, when, by the time the DVD format was really kicking, this was everywhere. Oh, yeah. Everywhere. I watched this a ton on DVD. And I, I, I think like. The soundtrack um, is very good. Too, I think Julia way. Roberts helped, but I don't think Hugh Grant was like a one of those bankable movie stars until this film. Like after that, mm-hmm. like you had. Well. I don't think so. I, no, I, I mean, four, four weddings obviously yeah. made a break huge. Sure. And nine months, then, people loved. Is that, that already out? People did. I don't know why, but Ooh, yes. Terrible. Yes. We talked about that. <laughs> um, yeah, and this, I mean, this is the next best thing, I think, to, to four weddings and a funeral, where it's like, okay, yeah, he's doing the Hugh Grant thing, and he's being cute and Hugh Grant, but it's, Swiping you know, away his bangs while stuttering. It's a pretty, yeah, I mean, it's a pretty standard rom-com with the added idea of like, yeah, how... How does a fancy celebrity just like date some guy? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you do that? You'd call me. I'm so lonely. <laughs> I know we have a lot of LA listeners. Wait, are you the celebrity or just some no, guy in this situation? I'm the schlub. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I'm like Hugh Grant, but with a bigger face and gut. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like that's that's a fun thing, and I think there have been some other stuff that like looked into the idea of like. Not just like what? What if your girlfriend is like more more successful than you? But it's like, what if she's a celebrity? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what and happens. Like, you get to conduct yeah. uh, podcasting full time for four years. <laughs> that's the only way mm. that works. Yeah, but like, what do you? Where do you go? What do you 
do. Yeah. She's got handlers and managers and paparazzi and try to introduce her to her to your friends. And some of them are starstruck and some of them don't know who she is and are idiots in front of her. Mm-hmm. Does he yeah. eventually become uncomfortable with this and declares that it can never work and then they get together a few months later? What? You've seen it? What? No. <laughs> That's exactly. <laughs> the One of the reasons I like watching this, too, is that I feel like a lot of rom-coms are done. They look very cheap. Like they mm-hmm. just, I don't know what it is that's about it. The way they're sh- fucking, because they are, I that guess. That is the best indictment of why I don't like them. Yeah. I think you're right. Cause in the, most of the budget goes to like picking the cafe they shoot in. Right. And mm-hmm. everything just looks very disposable yes. in most rom-coms. And this mm-hmm. one actually looks solid in a way. Yeah. Like it just, mm-hmm. it looks beautiful, lush, real, like it really conveys like a more solid presence. I don't know. I don't know if that makes oh, sense, like but the, you know I, what I'm saying? I like the idea that even yeah. though Julie Roberts is both the big star in real life and kayfabe, uh, she's the alien mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. Hugh Grant's town. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think it makes sense that it's set in England mm-hmm. because their relationship to celebrities, I think is different than yeah. our relationship is to celebrities. It's almost and so, exactly like the relationship I talked about with my British boss in Miami Vice. Like, yeah. You're a real thing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and it just, it plays out so differently. Like, I feel like if this was an American story, like, everyone in his life, all of his relatives and his friends would be like, oh my God, you're dating her? Like, and mm-hmm. in reality- You sound a smart British person. Let's arm wrestle. Yeah. That would be the story. And then- yeah. Hey, hey, my, my brother-in-law's been working on the script. Right. Do you think he could get it to her? Exactly. There you go. And yet, like, in the story, like- Half of them kind of know who she is and is they're like stuttering and a little bit like eh, nervous, but they're just trying to be nice. And then the other half just don't know who she is at all. And Probably they're just like of her pretending like she's normal. Hillary swank ass haircut. So. <laughs> I don't know. She's wait, you mean short? No, she, she just looks like Hillary swank. And then in like million dollar baby in this movie the whole time, oh, okay. according to the trailer I just watched. I don't okay. know if I've seen yeah. this movie. I think this Norman. is like at her most like lush Julia Roberts with like, the beautiful hair and the big lips. She just looks mm. gorgeous. Everyone looks gorgeous yeah. in this film. Even Hugh Grant? Yeah. No, the hardest the hardest thing to believe is that she's got awards buzz for a sci-fi film. Agreed. <laughs> a thousand percent agreed. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't like rom-coms. I, I'm fine with this movie. Like, I don't, like, gush over loving it. But I just, I watch it and I enjoy it. I do love they have a scene to show the passage of time that I want to see more movies doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a great long tracking it's shot. really good. Uh, through the Notting Hill Market as you just see the seasons change as mm-hmm. he's walking and it's sort of summery and then it's over here and there's a pregnant lady and then it's, oh, there's leaves falling and so, oh, and that lady's holding a baby now. And it's like, it's really well choreographed. It's really well done. It's a nice little break that tells you how much time has passed. Like better part mm-hmm. of a year has passed without having sloppy dialogue to do it or anything else. Mm-hmm. I can't nice little, believe it's, it's been a year break. since I've seen her. It's really gorgeous. Mm. And this, and like yeah. I said, also, check out the soundtrack. It's really good. I love that the film ends on the song She by Elvis Costello. It's like a beautiful oh, ending yeah. to it. I it's like really song. nice. Well, speaking... No, that, that's a bad transition. I was going to say, speaking of fitting closes, TV, 1999. <clears throat> yeah, some more closures. May 24th through the no. 30th. Uh, it wasn't a closure because they they just didn't air any more episodes. Um, so right now. yeah, home movies. Home UPN movies. calls it quits on home movies. I, feel I think like we just talked no. about it. It was four episodes. Yeah, and it, it it I think it's one of the most unlikely tenures in television history. There's like almost no reason that show should have existed for that long. Except mm-hmm. Adult Swim, it was obtainable by Adult Swim. It came back in two thousand one. Mm-hmm. 
for for adult when Cartoon Network launched its Adult Swim line, mm-hmm. which you may know of now for Venture Brothers, Rick and Morty, and hopefully they have something more popular than that at this point. But uh, but yeah, they were able to get a a, a mildly known quantity on mm-hmm. Adult Swim during its debut, and it was something UPN just cast in the distance, and it went four more seasons. I just think that's beautiful because I I also love this show, and it does it does have the DNA of Bob's Burgers. Yeah, if you like Bob's oh, Burgers, yeah. it's all in home movies. Oh, the music, the voice, it's so the, good. and the DNA, the humor, of the heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything's so good. <clears throat> oh, and a little bit of heavy heavy stuff. I had this in the news, but we okay. moved it. Uh, but, mm-hmm. but only because like it is a TV moment that aired this week, mm-hmm. but the majority of the discussion was in the news. Mm. And that is because, and I don't know how this happened because the clips I tried to look up occur mid conversation. Mm-hmm. I don't think Rosie O'Donnell invited Tom Selleck, then the current spokesman for the NRA mm-hmm. on her show to grill him about the NRA right. and, gun- and firearms. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if she did, her going off the air in five years makes a lot more sense because I have to imagine this made a ton of people uncomfortable. People talked about this for weeks. Wait, so he came on uh, he came on to promote in 99 and then you're saying five years later that's why she <laughs> Remember, she Rosie O'Donnell had like canceled? the biggest show in daytime television. She yeah. was she was Ellen's show before it Ellen. every day. And she decided to call it quits and I, and, and I still don't really understand why and I think part of that was because she would do shit like this. She had a cause she cared about and yeah. she grilled someone about it Without provocation, there's numerous times during this interview he's like, "Are we are we promoting? Am I promoting a movie or not? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, w- what's going on here? It's ten minutes, yeah, of her grilling Magnum PI. Well, here's a hot take: Rosie O'Donnell is a badass. Yeah, <laughs> well, she's awesome. And that's that's, and I do recommend you look this clip up because the clip I got the the headline on YouTube mm-hmm. is just the perfect example of polarization or what do you call that? Uh-oh. Like. Like, because the headline is like, uh, Tom Selleck destroys Rosie O'Donnell. I'm like, I got the opposite, buddy. Did he? I, 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 I read the exact opposite. I, of, yeah. Our realities are completely different. And, and that, it really disturbed me. But also, like, I wanted to show people, I, I rarely do causey stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I've had a muscle relaxer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I want to show you how bad down. justification for assault rifles and automatic weapons age. Over the course of twenty years, mm-hmm. uh, and then this is this is literally. T- I love the way Tom Selleck is defending weapons and uh, uh, why we should have them right now. The question we ought to be asking is: Look, suicide is a tragedy, and, and, and it's a horrible thing. But thirty or forty years ago, particularly men and even young men, when they were suicidal, they went and unfortunately blew their brains out. In today's world, uh, someone who is suicidal sits home nurses their grievance, develops a rage, and is just as suicidal, but they take 20 people with them. There's something changed in our culture. That's not a simple... But you can't say that guns don't bear a responsibility. If the no, mic is of the Tech say... 9 assault rifle, why would the NRA be against assault rifles? This is a gun that can shoot five bullets in a second. This is the gun that those boys brought into the school. Why the NRA wouldn't say is a matter of compromise, we agree, assault weapons are not, are not good. I, I'm not, a, I can't speak for the NRA. But you're their spokesperson, Tom, I so you have to be responsible for what they say. <laughs> so, oh, damn. So remember, in this clip, Rosie O'Donnell gets owned. Huh? What? I know, it's so uh, crazy. No. It sounded like Tom Selleck was making a really good argument Against right? assault weapons, doesn't it? Because remember, we're 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 only a month out of from Columbine, so obviously I we're know. still talking about it then. And yeah, the idea that well, guns come up and or suicide comes up in the gun debate pretty often, but 
he just made a really good point. The idea that, well, if you're going to kill yourself, fucking kill yourself. Yeah. But now people want to take other people with them. You're a so responsible gun owner. Too. Blow your brains out. Let your family find you on Christmas Day. It's your right as an American. And we should do nothing <laughs> to, def- mm-hmm. to protect or defend you. Uh, yeah, this all ages That's really odd. bad. And, uh, and, and Tom Selleck is doing his best doesn't sound very good at all. And uh, it, I, don't know. I just, oh, it's one of the more insane I'm, conversations I've, I've seen research in the show. He, while oh. he's the NRA <laughs> spokesperson, like, oh, come money. on, bro. Ain't that great? No, you don't want to speak for the NRA, but you took their money. So yeah. and, and Rosie O'Donnell held your fucking feet to the fire, held your beard to the fire. She is a badass. I, yeah. She has been consistently a badass. I think that's why she doesn't do the show anymore. Because she cared about shit like this and couldn't play the Ellen. Well, role. then she went on the View. Yeah, right. And she but, was on the View, very and temporarily. she like, and she fucking held people's feet to the fire there too. No, I've, I've always liked Rosie O'Donnell. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not I've been a huge fan of her. Uh, I just thought that that was crazy. And this, this, it's ten minutes long, and it is one of the most uncomfortable. This is. <laughs> this is the Ellen audience. They wanted to see dancing and chatting with celebrities, and and that's can, what it was most he- of the time. You can hear the hum yeah. of the air conditioner mm-hmm. through like <laughs> through like the entirety of this interview. Mm-hmm. It's fucking fantastic. Well, and up until like towards the end of the Rosie O'Donnell show, she did start to get into things more mm-hmm. like and and more political stuff because before it was the Ellen show, mm-hmm. except even crazier. I mean, she was throwing like Tuesday, Tuesday Twinkies and Ding Dongs <laughs> into the audience. She had her koosh balls. I mean, I still remember the episode where she had Tom Cruise on and it was like it was it was huge for me as a huge Rosie O'Donnell fan and a Tom Cruise fan an aspiring lesbian yes (laughs) aspiring still working on that Um, horrible job I'm terrible but yeah she's she's amazing I love her all Um, I know is the president hates her guts so she must be okay good enough it's really weird what kind of barometer that is. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what that yeah. is, but it must be That's good. That's a great endorsement. All right. Um, also, we have three really big shows ending this week. That's pretty nuts. Closing oh, their boy. doors. First one on the 24th, Mad About You finale. <laughs> yeah. that I got into Mad About You when it was in syndication. So I did not get to like watch it in order, I think, probably the way it was supposed to be watched. And it's not streaming anywhere. I have not uh-huh. been able to find it streaming mm-hmm. for a long time. And I don't know what's up with that. I believe it's coming back, is, is the thing. There have been talks about it for a long time. And I don't know that anything. But maybe like not to NBC. So wherever it's going, I would imagine they would pick up the legacy yeah. show rights. And I love... Paul Reiser so much like everything he does. I don't, does think, I don't is think he fantastic. gets enough credit. Like he doesn't. He is a he, like uh, I think of the movie Bye Bye Love. Love it. And Aliens. Yep. He plays oh, one yeah. of the most nuanced villains, mm-hmm. and he's a fucking comedian. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's such a great role for him. Oh, if you love him, you should check out Red Oaks, the Amazon original show. It I think it had three seasons, and mm-hmm. he plays like. It, it's set at like a country club and he plays like a rich douchebag guy and he's so funny and plays Perfect. it with so much heart. <laughs> it's so good. And then mm-hmm. also he's great in Stranger, Stranger Things, things mm-hmm. too. Yeah. I mm-hmm. love Paul Reiser. Helen Hunt is fine. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, oh. She's okay. But yeah, she the final... She makes me want to be a better person. That's yes, <laughs> true. I do love that movie. But uh, The Final Frontier is the last episode. And I have to say, when researching all these finales that mm-hmm. we've been talking about in the past two weeks, like every single one that comes up, it's The Final fr- like it's the final Frontier Part 1 and Part 2, but they play it in a one-hour block. I see. And that's true for Home Improvement, which we're going to talk about in a second. That's Ugh. true for the a lot of the finales that we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one was The Final Frontier, which is also the name of the song the theme song 
too mad about you is that, that Paul Reiser that Paul wrote. Reiser also wrote. <laughs> yeah. No um, but this one flash forwards 22 years into the future. And right. Oh, is, I remember this. It's Mabel, which is their baby, who you only really see as an infant, mm-hmm. who is as an adult played by Janine Garofalo, because <laughs> of course, <laughs> of course, it was it's the 1999. 90s. Who else would play yeah. the child of these two neurotic people? And <laughs> she's like making a documentary about her life. So it has like a lot of flashbacks and stuff. And so I did I, the clip I pulled is the really cute ending credits where she's saying, like hey here's how everybody ended up and she goes through like all the cast members and so I just I pulled that clip you can play like a little bit of it because it's very tell cute. me what happened Richard Kind so in case you're interested here's what happened to everybody Irene Marianne ended up with eight children one from every continent and two from New Jersey Mark and Fran invited an adventuresome Swedish couple into their marriage and they've never been happier <laughs> Marvin became an international wrestling champion, fighting under the persona Garland. Angry Tina. <laughs> Debbie and Joan got married in Hawaii after it finally became legal for keeps. Debbie's husband still thinks it's a phase, and he phones on the first of every month and says, Come on! <laughs> Dr. Sheila Kleinman became my therapist. I think she's very good. My grandma moved to Boca Raton, Florida, but it didn't take. So then she moved into my parents' building, but two floors down, so as not to intrude. I can't stop looking at this because, like, I know. even Hank Azaria played a character when him of and course. Helen Hunt were married, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. guess what? He didn't show up on the show, but he's in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I guess sending off his character. I don't remember Jeff Garland being on the show, but he is. That's he was the wrestler. Remember, we talked about it a little while ago. True. Yeah, a couple couple weeks ago. And we just saw a little. They were just. Flashing mm-hmm. the credits as it was going, we saw mm-hmm. a little credit for Tim Conway. Yeah, right. Carol Burnett Aww. and Tim Conway, who is, yeah. as of this recording, we've recently lost. Yeah. I know. But I, I would love to go back and revisit Mad About You. It's right in my wheelhouse of that uh, Thursday must-see TV. I swear, to Just my knowledge. It be streaming somewhere. I, I read about it being brought back because they said they were going to ignore this ending. Oh, okay. Uh, the same uh-huh. way Will and Grace, I think, did something similar and mm-hmm. ignored a flash forward. Mm-hmm. Um, is this the, the finale of Melrose Place? The Plossing? finale of Melrose Place. Oh. Which, oh, what no. a great title. <laughs> okay, so this is the title I found in the research. I can't believe that it's possibly true. Please correct me, but I found that the last episode is called Asses to Ashes. That's, yeah, that's what I'm finding too, man. No. Okay. It, it sounds like the second album from a comedian okay. who's famous for farting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when I was looking into this, so when I was like, okay, well, let me see what happens in the last episode, just so I can kind of like give some context. And it was a bunch of people's names who I don't know who they are doing things to other people who I don't know who they are. So I felt like if I if I talked about it, it would sound insane. So I, I know what you're talking I about. I don't know. Because I think I tried to tune into this and it's like everybody I vaguely recognize from the first two seasons, they're gone. Yeah. Or dead. Right. I mean, I think we if can. Andrew Shue ain't here. Uh, I'm gonna tell you to shoot. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think we can all thank Melrose Place for giving us Heather Locklear. Oh, not really, not return to Swamp Thing. Yeah. Last week's episode. That's true. Okay. Yes. Yeah. No, she's been around the '80s and stuff. When, That's uh, true. I guess for us, she, was on she revitalized yeah, that show. It gave us. It gave us super bitch version. Yeah. yeah. That's the good one. And I was actually trying to find like a great super clip, like I did for Dynasty, mm-hmm. of you know, sassy, sassy talking or whatever, but wasn't. 
could not be found. Please, if you can find it, show it to me. I would love that to see it. That was the era we lived in, kids. Uh, an eight-season show with no fans. Mm. Excuse me. Or fans in the Venn diagram who knows how to use YouTube. That does happen with old people. I think the fans oh, of Melrose Place. You know what place... you could find, I bet, though? Mm-hmm. You can find the wigs removal scene. Mm. Even I knew about this, and I didn't watch this show, but everyone else in the dorm did. Explain. When, um, fuck, what's her name? Who was on Desperate Housewives? Like they thought she was dead. She was in a terrible accident, and then she comes back. Carrie oh, and she's acting sort of weird. Tangela. The red-haired lady. Right? Yeah, Melisandre. Right. <laughs> sure. And at the end of the episode, she takes off her wig, and she's got this massive, crazy scar on her head, and it's like, oh no, she's got nuts or something. They took her brain. <laughs> Melrose Place yeah. is over. <laughs> yeah. Now, as far as I'm concerned, Melrose Place should have ended in 1996 with Hunter Tyler's uh, lawsuit, which we talked about back then, because it's the best lawsuit of all time. Refresh me, Dean. I don't remember him. So she was brought on. She was a model, and she's also on Bold and the Beautiful, and she was brought on to the series, um, but she was pregnant, and they wrote her off the show, and she sued, and their argument was basically like, oh, yeah. she's supposed to be here to be hot. She can't be hot if she's pregnant. It says in her like, contract, no fatties. Right. <laughs> and so uh, she sued for discrimination. And they're like, no, but, you know, if she was pregnant, she'd look terrible. And she's like, oh, yeah, well, do you think I look good right now? Because I'm six months pregnant. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, damn. And oh, she won damn. all the money. Hell, yeah. It's just making me think of that Alan Tudyk scene and Knocked Up tighter. Like, <laughs> just tighter. Like, tighter. Just look tighter. Can't say, I can't legally say that, but yeah. tighter. Yeah. Uh, okay, <laughs> so all you Melrose Place people, tell us why we should watch it. Because <laughs> I, I don't yeah. know. Please Hold on. Get in line. I know there's going to be a lot of feedback yeah. for Melrose Place. Yeah, we may have to do a special episode. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> Also ending this week uh-huh. on the 25th, Home Improvement oh. finale. Oh, no. Yeah, the long and winding road. Uh, a lot of things happen in this. Uh <laughs> This episode apparently Tim something probably is a misunderstanding with his wife. Tim JTT and Jill comes back. are about to leave his little psychic Richard Karn. He gets married oh, no. to his wife mm. uh, or his girlfriend or his fiance at the time. They get married at Tim's house. I don't think it's I'm gonna let your skin go. Tim. Show. I'm gonna take you, remove your skin from your body. I'm starting to do bad, Richard. Never mind. Keep going. Okay. Mm. Um, <laughs> I didn't know what was happening there for a second. Um, but mm. <laughs> yeah, I loved home improvement for a long time until I didn't like I watched it when I was on uh, TGIF Mm -hmm. and I think once I got out of high school like got out of middle school I remember it was over it it was it was the show that was always beating and more profitable than Seinfeld Mm -hmm. and then Seinfeld ended and so in a smaller world home improvement was the biggest show on television Mm -hmm. and I just remember feeling like not for me. Like, mm-hmm. I, like I'll yeah. watch Seinfeld over this any fucking day. I'll watch a Seinfeld rerun over this any day. Yeah. And uh, it was it. And then people started leaving the show, and I, like it wasn't the same. And all the kids were older. I think in a post Seinfeld world, it mm-hmm. felt like a throwback to a family uh, sitcom, almost like Family Ties, mm-hmm. which we just talked about. Like it kind of felt yeah. more like that, and that didn't really feel like it tracked so, so. anymore. <laughs> but it, obviously, <laughs> there's a place for Tim Allen always. So. Mm-hmm. Cool. But anyways, um, The Long and Winding Road, part one, part two, and part three is the finale to this. It was a three-part finale. And then... It is a long fucking road. Does he successfully saw something? Is that... (laughs) 
I, I watched a little bit of like the last 10 minutes just mm-hmm. to see like, how does this really end up? And it turns out they don't really want to leave their house. They want to move, but they don't want to leave their house. So yeah. they load it onto a flatbed truck <laughs> and take it somewhere. I don't know how that works, but it did. It happened. Uh-huh. Um, one of the things, though, that I, I pulled a little clip <laughs> from the beginning of they after this, they did a backstage pass. It's called Backstage Pass. I remember. Where they did like a wrap-up show where they did bloopers mm-hmm. and interviews and stuff. And I, I kind of love, love that. that I think that's awesome. I'm super here Seinfeld for that Seinfeld 100th episode. It's yes. so great. You can revisit any Revisit it. I can't say revisit because there's pills and booze. <laughs> uh, oh, why didn't someone warn me? So I'm a real sucker for a clip show. Mm-hmm. I know that they are frowned upon by, I don't know, TV critics and whatever because it's kind of cheap or whatever. I love a clip show. They don't happen anymore. Yeah, you you don't see them ever. And so I love this little backstage pass. I pulled a little clip from it just so we could get a little whiff of nostalgia. Does this involve Wilson? Oh, he's part of it all. Oh, one of the things I loved is that they show clips from the curtain call, the final curtain call, and everyone comes out, and Wilson comes out, and he has a little fence goatee. He has a little tiny fence that yes. he holds up over his face during the curtain yes. call. Yes, so cute. I think they revealed it like a few months later. What this guy looked like—that's what life was like before the internet. ABC could hide the face of a human being from us for nine years. I think that guy uh, recently died too, just like a couple of years ago. Good. I don't like Aww. him keeping all these secrets. Oh, I'm sorry. What I pulled was the opening credits, actually. <laughs> I am so sorry. Oh, I queued up the wrong thing. But yes, just a little bit of the opening credits dipped me so deep into my middle school nostalgia that I... Uh, Sorry. Well, just love there. that flute. Yeah. I was there. into that boop, flute. Boop. Even though there's like a song on the Beatles' White Album that I think they need to sue over. Like, mm. it sounds too much like the yes. Home Improvement theme. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember. Well, the title is a Beatles song. Yeah. Right there. Off of Let It Be. Unbelievable. So. Yeah. Uh, and, and if you want to see Dave and I stream the game, one of the worst games I've ever played in my entire <laughs> life. Mm-hmm. Play as Tim the Toolman tra- Taylor as he travels through time via his Benford TV studio. It's fucking oh terrible. Oh. Fucking terrible. That sounds terrible. Home Improvement, the video game. Yes. But I also have to say one more thing about Home Improvement. Hmm. I was never a JTT fan. What? Yeah. I have to come out to my friend You Katie. drew hearts around Randy on Tiger Beat? What are you, insane? None of them. Oh. And I have to come out, and I am so sorry. I have to apologize to my fifth grade best friend, Katie. I lied, girl, when I was telling you that I loved JTT. I didn't. I was an Andrew Keegan fan. And now he's the head of a sex cult. So I don't know what's up and what's down. (laughs) I mean, it should have been your job. Yeah. It was one of those peer pressure things where everyone loved JTT. And I was like, yeah, I love him too. It was never my jam. (laughs) Yeah, I've I've carried this guilt for so long. (laughs) Being a girl is weird. Uh, Do you love this girl? Yeah, fine. Who cares? (laughs) Like, yeah. We never talk like that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Or otherwise, uh, their cousin's going to come and try to beat you up. Oh, like uh, someone did because they found out I didn't care for new kids on the block. Oh. You ladies. Yeah. Rough. Learn to be nice. Middle school is very other. strange. It is very strange. God. Uh, we did oh. a whole show about that last year, about how it was the worst time in all of our lives. And the only mm-hmm. shocking comments I got, like, I thought middle school was pretty fun. Like, what world were you living Who in? Who are you? <laughs> I mean, tell me more. I, I don't understand. Because mm-hmm. like, even like the popular people I talk to express like, 
grief and fear. It's because your brains and bodies are on fire with hormones and everything's weird. Mm. It's the worst. Speaking of everything being weird. Yeah. So third rock from the sun. This is the season finale. (laughs) Entitled Dick's Big Giant Headache. You You know a writer lost the battle to call it Big Giant Dick Headache. Because <laughs> yeah. every other episode is super lewd. Yeah. <laughs> and so in this episode, they're welcoming their alien leader to Earth. Is this his debut? Uh, I think I so. I believe so. I think so. And you know what? Yeah, we've heard about the big giant head before on the show. Yes. When we finally get to meet him, it pays the fuck and off. And so they're waiting for him at the airport with a <laughs> with a sign that says, Be dot g dot head just like waiting for him at the gate and so i pulled a little clip look at this loser (laughs) hello is this any way to greet your supreme leader (laughs) welcome oh great and glorious leader whose presence in which we your humble and insignificant subordinates are barely worthy of basking right So, how was your trip, sir? Horrifying at first. I looked out the window and I saw something on the wing of the plane. Oh, a badass! Twilight Zone episode. Yes. Terror at 20,000 feet. Oh, you cut it off at what comes next? The same thing happened to me. The movie reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I am fucking hard. Nerds are wetting their pants right now. <laughs> this is great. Yeah, this is the best show ever. Yeah. Uh, why don't I love Third this... Rock from the Sun more? Okay, so Third Rock from the Sun. Mm-hmm. My big memories from this is that it was my Mimi's favorite show, and she had mm-hmm. impeccable taste because also her favorite person in the world besides me was Michael Jordan. Oh. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> she had a full size stand up. Cardboard cutout of Michael Jordan in her house. Stop it. Get yeah. some help. Cool she's, grandma. She's the she was the best. I love Mimi. Just, That's did, a cool Did name. she use it to ward off burglars like Macaulay Culkin? Nope. She just loved him. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, if you couldn't tell from the references, uh, it was William Shatner, the yes. biggest head yep. in the world. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who I think we should probably like find something to pray to that like I think it's miraculous he's still alive and funny and with it. William Shatner rules. Remember, he's like I grew up in a world movie. where everybody made fun of him, and now he he's delightful and I get excited every time I see him. Yeah, yeah. And and, yeah. and in terms of thirty, if I've just never said this before, this is the dumbest premise I, I've ever heard mm-hmm. with a great <laughs> cast that oh. constantly makes me laugh. A phenomenal yeah. cast. It, it's it's so weird. Yeah. It shouldn't. It, this shouldn't have worked at all. Aliens hiding. It's it's the fucking coneheads with no I was makeup. Just about to say it, it's, it's coneheads, but so much better. Yeah. And like you couldn't see, you couldn't really tell from the clip, but like mm-hmm. there were parts where they were laughing because they were doing the like little salute, which is like hitting mm-hmm. your head and then putting your hand on the top of your head mm-hmm. to all these different people as they were <laughs> coming off the plane because mm-hmm. they didn't know who they were looking for, and then. Dick started doing it to a bloodhound because he was like, I don't know what he's going to look like. It could be anyone. <laughs> it was so cute. Oh, I can't, I cannot believe the show existed. That's so crazy. I know. Oh, it was so much fun. And then just to pay off everything, Shatner eventually knocks up Jan Hooks and I think they go back to their planet. Oh. Jan Hooks is on the show too? She's, yeah. Yes, she's the main char- one of the main characters. She is? Well, no, one of the, she's, she's a character's girlfriend. Yeah. I think she's, yeah, she's the French sewer character for a while. Oh, yeah. Anything with Jan Hooks is okay by me. R.I.P. 
I love this show. Yeah. And full circle from last week, because Jane Curtin, hello. What uh-huh. What You're right. Mm-hmm. Fuck Kate and Allie. Right? When you can <laughs> get you... screamed at by Lithgow as an alien for a couple <laughs> yes. of years. Oh, well, that about wraps up 1999. There's only one game I could find that came out this week, and that is Lunar Silver Star Story Complete, which is not fun to say after a muscle relaxer and booze. Sarah's giving you? me a, a condescending words? thumbs up. Uh, I'm like, so proud of I you. I can't believe you did that. <laughs> I oh am shocked to my core. Oh, my God. I cannot believe you won the wa- race of the wheelchair. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> um uh, things have been better for me, but that's the game that's out this week. It's a remake of a 1992 game. Look it up. I don't want to tell you any more about it. Um, let's close out the segment with a song I referenced earlier off of You Can't Stop the Bun Rush. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Len. You know it's up for them. I really do. This I love this video. It always makes me think of summertime. Me too. It's just a guy and a girl on a scooter in Panama City. Just It's pretty great. Yeah, it's awful, but wonderful. At the same you time. know that we refer to tramp stamps as Panama City license plates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty fun reference. Uh, all right, well, we'll be back. When you see us again, it'll be 2009. Don't leave. We love you. I know it's up for me. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser time. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. But Game of Thrones. I wanted to not also not, not just <laughs> recap the season, the sh- but maybe the show or at least the last episode, because as most people have accurately pointed out, it does feel like the last show people will watch together. Yeah. It was one of the last shows people were talking about on at water coolers and Twitter. Yeah, it had a, it had yeah. it had a broad appeal, especially mm-hmm. for a show with you know magic and dragons mm-hmm. and stuff, and, and you know especially in the beginning they sort of downplayed that I think they did to their to yeah. their I, th- I think yeah when you add too much magic it fucks with me and I did right. always like George R. R. Martin's yeah. approach to like hyper limited magic the more you pull back the curtain on that stuff that you know the less magical it becomes yeah. you know it's and that's I think I think the weakest moments of the show were when they when they got into all that stuff you, you know? have to be care yeah. like unless you're like Harry Potter which is full fucking magic mm-hmm. right and it's about how skilled a magician you have become at this point you can't have one or two magical things in your universe because you kind of and I'm surprised how delicately Game of Thrones dealt with Melisandre and the dragons mm-hmm. because they are technically ridiculous and mm-hmm. instant problem solvers and almost that and almost Bran. never happened yeah not to mention Bran and Bran <laughs> Get Bonus Time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. Hello, Mr. and Mrs. 
news, internet, and all the ships at sea, it's time for Diana's Classic Corner, where we look even further back in time this week to see if there's anything worth a watching. And for the week of May 24th through May 30th, uh, yeah, got, got a solid recommendation, honestly. Uh, 50 years ago this week, May 25th, 1969, saw the release of Midnight Cowboy, the only X-rated film to win Best Picture. Of course, this is right after they had just instituted the ratings, and X is really just, I mean, what R is now. And R was kind of like PG-13, sort of. They were starting to open up the idea of, like, sex and nudity and adult themes, and they hadn't really figured it out yet. And then porn came in and ruined the X rating for everybody. So you can't freak people out, though, and tell them, no, an X rated movie won freaking best picture. But it's not as sexy as you think it's going to be because it's about John Voight and Dustin Hoffman, who are basically homeless. And John Voight is trying to become a hustler. He thinks that somehow being a gigolo is uh, the route to fame and fortune. And it's, gosh, compared to the other stuff that's going on in 1969, like, what else is out this week? Those daring young men in their jaunty jalopies. This is ridiculously forward-thinking and adult in that, like, women like sex and gay people exist. But uh, it's also really not woke because it doesn't treat those things very well at all. But it's, it's an odd time capsule when you think of where film was in 1969 versus where it was even a year before. You know, we've got stuff like Oliver coming out uh, that would never, ever do something like this. So, uh, yeah, and I think the performances are really good. I mean, Dustin Hoffman is iconic and um, it's very interesting and watchable even if sometimes it gets a little distinctly uncomfortable. But uh, that's it for this week. Stay classic. I didn't believe it either, but this is Iggy Pop bringing us into 2009. <laughs> All right, uh, go ahead and read out the title. It's 2009. It doesn't sound like Iggy Pop. Mm-hmm. None of this makes sense, and it's off an album called Les Fouillers Mortes. You're nope. shaking your head. You say it then. Why embarrass okay. me? The name of the song is Les Fouillers Mort. So, yep. a word with, off of with the album Preliminary. A word with seven consonants in it. Mm-hmm. Is one syllable. Ah. Mm-hmm. Why yeah. do we respect France? <laughs> like croissants. That's why. That's pretty good. Uh, croissants are great. I know. Gosh, if, they're so goddamn good. Come yeah, on, French, some uh, other country. Come up with a greasier bread. Why? That's my theory about why France started to not do well in wars, circle like World War One. Before that, they were a military machine. Is because when you're tapping something out in Morse code and like all but three of your letters are silent, <laughs> put you at a disadvantage. All the preliminaries. Oh my nope. goodness. Yep. Preliminary. Preliminary. I wish I was yep. dead. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Pop is covering an Yves Montand song, so there you go. French makes you wish you were dead. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, welcome to 2009, my least favorite decade, and uh, excluding the current one. Uh, we have new music releases for 2009, May 24th to the 30th. Uh, How to Be a Lady, Volume 1 by Electric Red. Uh, Vec at I Messed by Grizzly Bear. No one correct me on that. Uh Amanda Lee by Mandy Moore. What? Or is it Mandy Moore by Amanda Lee? Uh, Wolf Game Ideas Phoenix by Phoenix. Oh, there we go. I do love Phoenix. 
That is a very 2009 soundtrack for it me. It is. Crazy. For real. Mm-hmm. I hope I never hear Listomania again. No. Uh, <laughs> boom Boom Pow by the Black Eyed Peas is still number one. Ooh, it's... 2008. <laughs> we should just call this, the 2009 should just be called the Boom Boom Pow segment. And I saw this, I, I put it in there thinking about Janine Garofalo's closeout with a gay couple from Mad About You. Mm-hmm. And I wanted Diana to help me piece back this timeline because it's fucking weird. This yeah. week, George Sakai and his longtime lover, Brad Altman, are legally wed, and so are Ellen DeGeneres and Portia Del Rossi. Yeah, so this, correct me if I'm wrong, is off right off the heels of Prop 8. It's before Prop 8 goes but through. But before it goes through. And, right. And everybody yeah. basically so made prop- like a 130 beer run yeah, for basically. gay marriage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, so yeah, in California, we had a proposition uh, in November 2008 to stop allowing gay marriage because we had gay marriage because of court ruling and so mm-hmm. they had this big vote to stop it because you can but vote on people's time, fundamental rights right because then it took time to go into effect so people were still getting married until it went into effect and then that became part of the basis of the supreme court case of these people saying like well, it was legal when I did it, mm-hmm. so why aren't you recognizing it? The state won't recognize something that was completely legal at the time. What the fuck? Right. They'll acknowledge uh, your illegal automatic weapon that you bought before a ban. Mm-hmm. Why not a gay marriage? Mm. And I and I or just what we call a marriage between. And I, I hate lecturing people, but yeah. in terms as a as a dumb progressive, which is what I am, if you care at all about gay marriage, you're gay. Because <laughs> nobody, no, no male should ever be concerned with anybody else's marriage in any way. There's, nobody should care about anyone's is, marriage. If you, if you do, no, you're gay. I don't care. And and uh, like, let's look back ten years from now. How did this affect you? Mm. And if you say anything Good other than, than not at all, you're probably a divorce lawyer, or you make cakes, or you bring chairs, and you're probably <laughs> profiting a shitload. It yeah. didn't matter at all. Your life is no different. Let me tell you how it affected me. Hmm. I got to officiate a gorgeous wedding between two women in Atlanta a couple years ago, and it was hmm, right amazing. Weird that there's no, there was nothing but benefit, and you fought it tooth and nail, and I'm, it didn't it didn't even matter your life yeah. at all. It's almost but like how am I going to explain it to children? <laughs> yes, how do I explain to how do you children? explain the way you fuck to your children? Like, because <laughs> well, I'd love to show them. I have a ton of action figures. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'll cut that part out, but forget. Um, yes, movies, 2009, May tw- 24th through the 30th, <laughs> make the Yuletide gay. Uh, what a yep. perfect what May movie. Think- <laughs> yeah, what do you think that's about? Um, a gay Santa? No, that'd be better. Taking back Christmas from the gays? Oh, yeah. They're way too festive. No. Yeah. Mm. No, it's about like a gay college student who's not out to his folks, and then he's at home for Christmas, and then his boyfriend shows up and wackiness ensues. Oh, fun. <sighs> what a, what a, you know they had faith in it because of where they released it, but... Uh, no. Yeah. Also, what goes up with uh, Steve Coogan, Hilary Duff, Molly Shannon, Olivia Thrillby? Thrillby. Hold Boy, me, kill me, find... Olivia Thrillby. <laughs> <laughs> <I could> find... <laughs> 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 Why is that the biggest laugh I get this show? I've been swinging sloppily really hard the whole time. <laughs> that was good. I love it um, so much. 
wow, that's more memorable than anything about this movie. I could find so little about something that came out 10 years ago. I could I find no trailers. I could find very little information about like what Steve Coogan goes to a town. I, and I think it's has something to do with the Challenger explosion. So Ooh, it's supposed to be like boy. the same town Kristen McAuliffe is from. And then he befriends some kids. And it was sort of like, huh? Okay. Are you sure this is a real movie? No? All right. Whatever. And, and then we have Mother by... Um... Bong, <laughs> uh, oh no, I, I don't know. Bong yeah, the Bong Joon Ho movie, mm-hmm. a Korean film, uh, mother about a widow and her kid who's got like an intellectual disability, and there's a lot of drama, and then they think he might kill somebody, what? and it's supposed to be fantastic. And as I said before, I am way behind on Korean cinema, and I feel bad I haven't seen this. Have you seen Bong? Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance? It sounds a little like that. No, mm-hmm. Bong Joon Ho really did Snowpiercer. No, did he? That movie's fucking yes. amazing. Yes. Yes. That movie is really good. Yeah, and I love Snowpiercer. It's like the I had a lot of emotions with Endgame. Ooh. And I love Christopher Evans. And I've oh, I man. need more Chris Evans movies. And like he was so good in Snowpiercer, man. He's I want phenomenal. Oh, God damn, it's like the mm-hmm. it's like the only thing I've ever loved outside of the MCU that he's yeah. in. Um also out this week. No, you're not you're not uh you're not dreaming. This is not a tabletop game. Mm. It's an actual movie called Blood the Last Vampire, I think. They mixed up a couple of words. Vampire the Last Blood? That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Gianna Chun, Allison Merrill Cunningham. What is this? This is a live action adaptation of an anime that was also a manga. Oh, this, okay. this probably went over great. Three yes. deaths on the American airbase within a week. Onigen is near. The council wants you on the base to find moral leads. I don't investigate, I kill. I, I'm that person. I want to see Japanese story, but I hate animation. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I hate people who like live action adaptations of, of animated things. There, I said it. Every scene yeah. is a different primary color. <laughs> <laughs> it's how we show the passage of time. But, oh, a movie I do really like. I like this movie too. It's very good. Yes. Uh, Alice and Lauren. It's too much of to watch this movie. Uh, it's good. Justin Long, Lorna Raver. Drag Me to Hell. Sam Raimi, baby. On May 29th, even nice people can go to hell. From Sam Raimi, the director of Spider-Man, Drag Me to Hell, rated PG-13, May 29th. Ooh, I'm such a scaredy cat, but even, Mm -hmm. I don't know, something about this trailer and the poster and everything... Like, I went to this movie in the theaters, and I loved it. It's a scary, effects-heavy film. Mm -hmm. It's Mm PG-13. That's crazy. And it's super gross, Mm -hmm. Sam Raimi style, but Mm -hmm. it's great. I love it. And I think it's the last time... It's an old gypsy curse movie, (laughs) sort of. Sorry, Romany people curse. Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know what I'm supposed to say here. Uh, I think you were saying I stole money from the Jews. Stop. Okay. Sorry. I've had a couple (laughs) things. Uh, I... I know this is one that I keep meaning to watch. I keep meaning to watch. And overall, I am really, I'm just a big sissy. But I have read some interesting, I kind of want to watch it with the mindset of uh, an analysis that I read saying that it's all a metaphor for an eating disorder. Ooh. And I was like, interesting. Ooh, I would love to watch it again with that context. Well, I think it's it's mad interesting because Sam Raimi really wanted out of the Spider-Man franchise, mm-hmm. and it's the oh, first God, thing. Yes. This is the first thing he chose to make, like mm-hmm. afterwards. And it's it, great. It, it's like it's so weird and unbelievable. And like I like this Sam Raimi so much, and I want you in this world. Ah, Disney Wizard of Oz movie. What is, what is he doing since? I'm terrified. 
Sam Raimi? Yeah. Didn't he have a TV show? Well, he, yeah, Ash vs. Evil Dead. Yes, yeah. But again, it's on Stars, which, you know, may as well not exist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the mm. show you referenced in this or another episode. <laughs> but this this movie's super fun. Uh, I, thoroughly, I recommend it. I thoroughly recommend it. Even for Hell. scaredy okay. babies like me. It is the last time. Okay, I will suck it up. I will watch it during the day with the with the windows open. Yeah. Because I am such a wuss, especially jump me scares. Too. And I know there's going to be me the, too. I know they're in this movie. Wait, wait, oh, it's it's filled with jump scares. Absolutely. No. Uh, yeah, because they can't. They're, they're not going for blood and guts for the most part. Just do what I do and hold your pet in front of your face. <laughs> it's helpful. <laughs> Just hold Steve in front of your eyes. <laughs> yeah, she can't really make a good cat head out of Steve. Uh, but but in this like the last time I recognized a sincere Justin Long mm-hmm. because he <laughs> I only see him in funny stuff. And if you've never seen. He's one of the funniest things in the universe in the show F is for Family as he's playing an angsty teenager oh. who's constantly yelling oh, at the top yeah. of his lungs. Yeah. It's so fucking funny. He's, I love that dude. Mm-hmm. And you very rarely see him in a role, a straight role these days. I re- Yeah, I really like Justin Long a lot. Mm-hmm. I fell in love with him in the TV show Ed. Does anyone <laughs> oh. know what I'm talking about? I, it, I it was one of the and shows we, I did not know he was on that. Yeah. We were looking up. That's like impossible to find. It's it gone. Is. It's fucking gone. And I watched the shit out of it when it was it. airing. I loved it. Yeah. I know Michael Ian Black was on it. Yes. I heard there are no mm-hmm. pictures of it on the internet. Tom Cavanaugh, Julie <laughs> Bowen. <laughs> Why do I know this so well? I just do. So now we get to my horrible oh miscarriage joke early on. Uh, oh, right. This movie. Well, I feel like we oh, we opened. We open the show with like one of the easiest recommends ever mm-hmm. with yeah. Last Crusade, and we get to close it with a, such a no duh recommendation. That's I mean, like, why am I on. even here? Number one of the box office this week: Jordan, a guy, uh, Christopher Plummer, Ed Asner, and uh, the director who played Doug Squirrel. We're talking about up. This summer, up. sorry, Disney Pixar will take you on their next great adventure with Carl Fredrickson. And he won't even have to leave his house. Come on, boys! Journey to a lost world with these guys. Hi, Mr. Fredrickson. Please let me in. No. <laughs> I'm like starting to tear up just thinking about it. <sighs> Holy shit! Yeah, this, this movie is so good. Movie's really good, and I I didn't. It makes me sad because I feel like it it does sort of mark an end to a creative era for Pixar. Um, oh, there'd hmm. only been there'd only been uh, Toy Story sequels uh, at this point, and everything else was an original property. Okay, and after this, we get into a cycle of good dinosaur, other than Inside Out. Okay. I have not been terribly impressed with anything Pixar has no made. No Coco? Oh, sorry. Dude, Coco is oh. shit. Yeah. Coco is one of the greatest movies in the last say. 10 years. But Monsters University, Cars 3, Cars 2, mm. uh, no, not at all. Like, and, and sorry, Brave and the Good Dinosaur. Not good. Um, not good at all. Incredibles 2? Incredibles 2 is is pretty great. But it's is pretty great. It's not as good as the original. I see what you mean, though. That yeah, I, I yeah, love this. Them is, this is every year Pixar surprised the shit out of us with something different. Very mm-hmm. original. Like yeah, the last one they had was Wall-E, which is right. so different and so God, crazy. Like and it's kind of two movies, and they're both very different and crazy. Exactly, and that's mm-hmm. what I was getting at because in the promotional materials we saw an old. Do not want to overshadow 
the idea of Ed Asner headlining a movie. Hmm. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but like uh, you saw a house with balloons go up in the air. Mm-hmm. They didn't tell you what three quarters of that movie was about or where you were going. Right. And they did. And, yeah. and, and you just trusted. And the movie's the most it's famous for its first nine minutes, which they also don't indicate you'll be enjoying at all. Yeah. They it, like, mm. and it was the beginning of, Something I still like that Pixar does, their mm-hmm. hallmark, it's not to make you laugh and it's not the dream works like, yeah, this is a funny song when an animal dances to it. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, they want to really hurt you mm-hmm. and like break your heart <laughs> in a really new and weird way for an mm-hmm. animated film mm-hmm. while you're sitting next to your child. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that. Do you want to sob next to your child? Watch this sure. movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you, I think that's a cool thing. I look towards the old days where I only saw my parents cry when their parents died. <laughs> now I have to like <sighs> do it in a Pixar film? Are you serious? Oh man, yeah. When I saw <laughs> I saw Inside Out for the first time, mm-hmm. ahead of me literally was like a four-year-old consoling his mother. <laughs> <laughs> she was she was crying and he was sort of patting her arm like it's okay. Why can't okay. they make that the pull quote on the poster? Like this, that, that image. <laughs> this is my dirty secret, is that I did not like up destroyed me so bad that I did not see Inside Out or Coco because oh. I knew what oh. would become of me. And you don't let get me to go you, home. Let me tell. Oh god! <laughs> and let me tell you this also. So up, of course, I cried during the first nine minutes and everything. That was very emotional. Then I watched it. Then at the end, I started crying and could not stop myself because of Doug the dog. It was like Master Island. Oh. I can't even talk about it. I love that. He shows up on the porch. You're my friend and I love you. I just can't. And so I was, so we saw it with our friend Melinda. I saw it with our friend Melinda's Mm -hmm. and I was crying so hard at the end that I could not control myself because of Doug, really, that as we were leaving the the theater, I was still audibly sobbing and this group of cool teenagers were walking up to the movie theater. Whip out their phones. Like six of them. And they were like, oh my God, what movie did you just see? And I was like, I just saw Up. And they all burst out laughing (laughs) and walked away. And it was the worst moment of my life. And I was immediately in middle school. Yo, that shit whack. We're all going to see Blood the Last Vampire. <laughs> yeah. They were I'm the a teenager. coolest teenagers ever, and they all laughed at me because I was crying about a cartoon dog. Uh, well, no, that's, that's... I had kind of the opposite problem in the middle of this movie where I started laughing uncontrollably at the dumbest thing, and then I couldn't stop. When the, the lead dog of the, the, the bad dog brigade, they all have the collars that let them talk, and one of them has broken, so he, so he taps me. I laughed so fucking hard. I missed like three, four minutes of the movie. Like I'm starting to feel embarrassed for myself and everyone around me because the movie's happening. This is an incidental joke. It doesn't matter. Right. And oh my God, I laughed so hard. And was, was anybody else as shocked as I was to learn this is the first Asian male lead in animation, uh, Ameri- like Western animation history? Wow. Yeah, I guess besides and I, and Mulan. I was saying because yeah, I, what about Mulan? Asian male. Okay. Well, whatever. I don't want to well, strive. They're gender like Mulan. second or third lead. Yeah, you know? yeah. Okay. Well, maybe, maybe maybe in like CG history, but it was like it was sort of a big deal. And I only remember because I walked to the movie and like he was Asian. Like I I I don't know. I just like the character designs were so unique. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I I don't know. I thought it sort of I, I didn't see that at all. Mm-hmm. And, and and again, just walking 
the ability for a movie to market itself. I know Marvel has to do that, but Pixar didn't have to do that. They, di- they didn't have to like market a market a movie differently than what you were going to actually see to hide all these things from mm, you. Mm-hmm, I know mm-hmm. why Marvel does that. They mm-hmm. don't want you to see Captain America uh, team up with Red Skull and kill Thor. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants you to know that that's what happens in Endgame. <laughs> sure. Um, but, yeah. It was very shocking to me. But like, dude, three quarters of the movie, they hid from you. They did it with Wally. They did it with this. Yeah. And I think maybe that's why. I think they're doing it with why... fucking Toy Story 4 and I'm freaking out. <laughs> I'm worried. And that's why I think I... I think we have heard, maybe if you've listened to bonus time in the past couple of months, like, I don't like, I'm not in a place right now where I like to be that emotionally moved. And like, so I think that might be why I avoided Inside Out and uh, Coco, because I was like, oh, cool. I get to sob in a movie theater again. You're fucked. I'm going to push this on you very, 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 very much. Okay. You need to watch Inside Out in particular, because let me just tell you, the voice that is going to hit you the worst at the end oh, is God. Kyle McLaughlin's. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love him already He is so going to stick that knife in, and he's going to twist it so hard, and you're going to sob like a baby. And the All second right. worst, sweat and already, the second worst is someone from Mad- <laughs> the Mad About You finale. Yes. <laughs> Oh Janine. yeah, <laughs> not even Jeff close. Garland. Right. Not even close. so hard. Uh, I know his name is Jeff Garland. I put it no, no, on it for fun. No, no, I'm just saying you're not even close to nope. who the cast member is. Oh damn, uh, no, wrong pl- one. Plays a major character. I love a major character is just Phyllis from The Office mm. playing a character called Sadness. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. Oh, it's oh, so good. But yeah. Uh, definitely, I lo- I love that. Yes, Ed Asner, who was like 79 yeah. mm-hmm. at the time. Nice. Oh. He's he's our lead, and Christopher Plummer is the bad guy, which is like if you if you did the math on, he would be like a hundred and ten in the movie, <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's old dudes fighting it. Still at the end. a fox. Which, by the way, if you were watching every trailer and every commercial and reading every review, you didn't know Christopher Plummer's character existed, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, nope, and that's that's nope. what I think is so crazy about these days in, yeah. uh, in Pixar films, like just to walk in that with like a mind that open and fresh. Uh, it and, just it feels very strange. And let me say for Ed Asner, still vital, still amazing. Mm-hmm. You need to watch Dead to Me. So good. He's the main character. Oh, yeah? he, he's mm-hmm. a character on that. It's very oh, good. Oh, I didn't know he was on that. Great yep. sex scene. Uh, right. mm-hmm. <laughs> but up up is pretty. I I, I do love Wally a lot more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but mm-hmm. every time I watch up, everything is still a surprise. There's a yeah. th- there's a main character in there they never told you about named Kevin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And it's, Kevin. I love Kevin. I love him. I, uh, up, it was just such a fantastic experience yeah. to see this in theaters. It just um, it takes you on a full emotional journey, mm-hmm. and it's great. Mm-hmm. And it is a story that you've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I want to know whatever it is Pixar does to get those great performances out of the kid actors. Yeah. They need to like patent that shit or For like real. start a school or something, because. They, they, every time they have all these kids in these movies and they're not cloying at all. Mm-hmm. Right. And, so mm-hmm. my, and most, of the, most of the time sweet. In, in the sequels to like Toy Story, those are all being played by the original kids too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Very strange. Who are not professional actors. I also <laughs> have to say that Up has given us the most adorable child cosplays. <laughs> like Aww. that you see online like every Halloween or whatever like the baby who's like learning to walk who's like dressed up like the old man in the walker <laughs> and if you've ever or seen the little like boy scout babies so cute we, we streamed it but like someone in WWE like 2k17 made the perfect Carl so watching that guy like pile drive someone <laughs> it's a perfect recreate so good a little tall but uh, mm-hmm. other than that totally fine 
Moving on to a very dry TV week. Yeah, not a, I'm sorry, not allowed to report no. for TV, uh, except for one major thing that we've already covered pretty extensively. We did, but I do, I, I for some reason, well, I guess I was probably, no, Conan had already concluded, but this is the end I'm of deferring the, to you on this the Tonight one. Show with Jay Leno. Mm-hmm. We did a whole show of, of Laser Time in February that I can't recommend enough, and I think it's like our most... I don't know. It's more most listened to thing in a while. Uh-huh. Uh, Spoiler alert! I cry at the end. Yeah. <laughs> uh, about the it's called the complete saga of Conan O'Brien's Tonight Show. Conan O'Brien being one of my favorite, most influential human beings in my world. Mm-hmm. Love that guy. I've just sort of grown up with him. And he, uh, before I knew who he was, he made everything I liked from SNL to The Simpsons. And Jay Leno gets to be a villain in that story. And mm-hmm. his show ends this week, so he can move to ten o'clock. And kind of ruin Cohen's ratings. Yep. And, and and if if Jay Leno had ended his show here, we would never, ever stop talking well about him. It was one of the classiest, right, yeah. right. low-key endings I've ever seen in my entire mm-hmm. life. He's like, eh, you know, people, I could close out with a big fireworks clip package. Instead, wanted to show you this. And he opens up a stage, and it's every child of every cast and crew member that was born during his tenure on The Tonight Show. Love it. And Aww. he says, he says so good. like, so cute. I'm going to 10 o'clock, but that, that is my legacy. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm proud of. Aww. See you guys where I'm going. And then he ruined everything. And then he <laughs> Overstayed his welcome, became a pariah. And like, yeah. but like. Became the worst. And he did a nonchalant ending like that because he knew it wasn't an ending. Right. But like, mm-hmm. if he left it there, we'd never stop t- stop talking kindly about this person. If it, if he left it there, he could go back on the road right. that he loves so fucking much, yeah. and we would be he would be selling out stadiums and like theaters and Branson. Yeah, and, I mean, but I mean, like, because every all this is all we covered this a you lot. You were so mad already. I, I was so mad, and I'm still mm. mad. I didn't know there's anybody madder at Jay Leno than me. It was yeah. great. They, you were great. You were on the show, but like he could have ended this saga the way he did and travel with his wife very comfortably a couple times a year and sell out theaters yeah. everywhere. I would go. I would buy a fucking ticket because he's a fucking legend, and everyone talks about how he's the best stand-up comedian ever. Right. And Blah, blah, blah. Instead, he took a giant shit on all of it. If you didn't hear the episode, I, I, I did as much research <laughs> as I could. I have a lot of sympathy for Jay Leno, but like, yeah, if, he, if he'd have booked right then and there, he'd be a hero yep. to everyone. Yeah. Uh, and instead, he became the villain in a really weird story. So I encourage you guys to listen to that episode. It's a little long, but like, I mean, for like eight months... Every late light night monologue was mm-hmm. beating up Jay Leno. It mm-hmm. was weird. Mm-hmm. It's really funny. It's it's it was a very weird time to be paying attention to late night pop culture. <laughs> like it was yeah. I was reading the blogs every day. I was like watching the all the episode like the clips every day. Yeah. Like it was a very mm-hmm. weird time to be paying attention to that. Something that I had not really paid that much attention to b- beforehand besides oh, I, Conan. I like yeah. I only cared about Conan. And then when this star- and Jimmy Pardo, who was mm. going to be the opener for Conan. Mm. And so, like, that's why I got in. Anyways, I covered it all <laughs> before. It, yeah, we but, have a, a yeah. really big yeah. show. That, again, thank you for coming on to that, Sarah. That was so much fun to do. Yeah. Um, video games of 2009. I don't want to talk about these at all. Uh, Bubble Bobble Plus. Uh, Bubble Bobble, one of my favorite franchises ever, starring the greatest two mm-hmm. dragon dinosaurs ever, Bub and Bob. Mm-hmm. I love them so much. They're the best. They have tiny them. little hands. <laughs> they do <laughs> little bubble dragons um i love these guys look up the song bubble dragon it's such it's so good um and damnation a game i remember being 
it's sort of ahead of its time. Kind of shit the bed. It was a Unreal mod that people played and like, this is really good. We should make it its own game. And then it took like five years and it looked way less polished than a mm. you know, normal game. Mm-hmm. And it was multiplayer only and it kind of didn't stand a chance 10 years ago, but it really would have that kind of concept right now. Damnation. I think we streamed it on uh, over on Games Radar. And probably most notable for uh, PlayStation owners, um, I say this reluctantly wearing a wet bathing suit and a uh, a... <laughs> A PlayStation button-up shirt my mother bought me for Christmas. It's the first time I've worn it. I she gets me. Wearing, she gets me. He's wearing this whole outfit. It, I look ridiculous right now. Agreed. Um, <laughs> infamous. Infamous. The first Infamous is out uh, yeah. this week. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, Diana probably has a minor relationship with that, given how much your husband played of it. Yeah, I have heard of this and I have seen some gameplay. Yeah. Usually when I'm walking and saying, okay, well, I'm going to bed. If you're going to stay up till two playing this, they're like, night. It, it, oh, look, that's infamous in the background. It's it's probably, it's it's been a franchise that, that's gone on to the PS4, but just not in a while. But like, I think it's one of the better games about being a superhero, but it's there's no license involved. And you can sort of choose right. what path you take and your actions dictate what path you take. Uh, as you move through this open world city. But Infamous is now 10 years old, and you are 10 years older. So remember that when you leave your snide fucking comments about how I mispronounce your favorite fucking... (laughs) What? I couldn't think of a worthy music genre to make fun of. I didn't want to say... Death metal? Dub stepper. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to know how that sentence was going to (laughs) finish. You're too entertained by me being impaired. I'm loving it. (laughs) This is is not good. I'm I'm accepting that as positive reinforcement. Yes. Now ruin my life with pills. Mm. No. Mm. No, it's not the logical next step for you. I don't have the (laughs) option. I have no health insurance. (laughs) No. Okay. All I can do is get smacked. Okay. You don't want none of that shit, Chris. We're putting All a right. lot out you here. You this up. <laughs> You'd think so. Oh, wait. Is, is, okay, yes. You are correct, lady. So, we encourage you to leave your feedback. Let us know what we, uh, let us know what we missed out on. Let us know your information and all the anecdotes you have involving uh, these little things, properties, franchises, movies. Yes. It's super rewarding to know anybody gives a fuck about some of the things we're saying, and especially the things that we don't know enough about. Mm-hmm. I love being informed yeah. uh, about things that we missed and things that we covered very briefly. Tell us about Melrose Place. I know there's a bunch of you Melheads out oh, there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come on. And we encourage you to do that everywhere. 302010 um, podcast on Twitter with the numbers, uh, the Laser Time Facebook community, and lasertimepodcast.com because mm-hmm. the, the more feedback you leave, the more valuable like the show becomes as a tool. Mm-hmm. Because this is, it sucks that it's just about us remembering stuff, but it is also about how everyone remembers stuff. And yeah. we can't and we have all of you like reading your memories, especially when you have a personal connection. I read something a couple weeks ago about how someone met their wife in line for a movie that we talked about. And we'll be talking that about that on the Common oh. Show. It is so wonderful. And, and so we love awesome. those stories. Also, as, as an example, we talk about movies. Every single story any of you have about working in a movie theater when something comes out, I find fascinating. I love it. I love I, it. I love that shit. Especially because that was my teenage dream job that right. I never got to have. I so. applied three times. Honey, yeah. no. I applied three times. I even made out with a manager I, like years later, and she still wouldn't give me a fucking job. Anyway, 
Dirty 2010. We're supported by Patreon.com slash LazerTime. That is uh, the, for the price of a cup of coffee, you can keep the whole fucking network going. Uh, several, uh, four shows a week at the very least. Five, if you count the bonus show where we uh, we tabulate your thoughts. But Video Game Apocalypse, the video game show we do every Friday, and Laser Time, the topic-based show, which we discussed. You, if you want to hear more about the saga of Conan Bryan's Tonight Show, you should seriously listen to that. It's really funny. If you don't care about that, and one something similar, we just did the best of Norm Macdonald like a year ago. And that's still, that's the only episode I personally listen to because I hate my voice. Mm. Uh, and I hate <laughs> everything about my involvement in the show. Mm-hmm. But Norm Macdonald is that funny. He makes me laugh yep. so hard. Um, and uh, also, yeah, bonus time. We talk about things we're doing recently. If we went to go see my Endgame, we have a bunch of spoilers. I think at this point we will have talked about the end of Game of Thrones. And Ooh. we all have opinions as... Viewers yes. since day one, readers since day, I think day 300, I started reading Game of Thrones. Yeah. And uh, I, read most I was books. on board pretty early. I have thoughts and opinions. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the medium I thought, and never mind, not going to, can't, no, not enough time. But uh, yeah, Di, where can people find you? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at Listening Nerd, L E C I N E N E R D. And should we get to births and deaths? Yeah. We got to go. Yes. All right. Deaths this week. Nobody. What? Yay. No. I feel we'll like Gilda Radner last week covers several weeks of sadness. Yeah. Because that's so fucking sad. Yeah, just say radius of tears that no one could die through. Poor yep, exactly. Poor she died for all of us. Damn that's it. Fucked up. And now and now birthday quiz. Birthday. Birthdays. Oh, birthday is a doodly doo. A ding dong doodly doodly ding dong doo. Okay, happy 75th birthday to this man born May 25th, 1944 in Hereford, England. Uh, His parents had been Dutch resistance fighters against the Nazis. Uh, Then he moved to the U.S. as a kid, and he started doing puppet shows for the Oakland Recreation Department. Paul Verhoeven. No. No. We've covered a whole bunch of his movies, though. Mm. Starting with, uh, unfortunately, Blues Brothers 2000. Joe Morton? That's impossible. Also, (laughs) Labyrinth, In and Out, Little Shop of Horrors. Kevin Klein? No. Oh, uh... Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, The Phantom Menace, and Muppet Treasure Island. Liam Neeson? No. What is wrong with you? No, no, no. no I, I, edit that out. Not an actor in all of those. Some of them he directed. Frank Oz. There you go. Happy birthday, Frank Oz. Puppetry you are the man. The guy who is wow, like wow, wow. the I, one person you've heard in the universe talk about ending the cupboard on, on, honestly, a, on a program. I count that as a win for me that you got that so slowly. That's, that's how I would look at it if I were a loser. <laughs> Which I am. <laughs> this week. Stole it from me last week. Probably get me again. Uh, so let's close out of here. Again, this show is brought to you by uh, many fine people at patreon.com. We wouldn't be able to do it without you. It does take a lot of work. Uh, to get this show up, research, editing, uh, collecting your feedback. It is not exactly easy, and it kind of takes multiple people a lot of time. And it, this, yeah. it does help. So thank you guys so very much. I would love to get health insurance, so I encourage more people than ever to go to patreon.com slash laser time because my back really hurts, and I'm on borrowed medication. Also, rate us on uh, iTunes. Yeah. And do a comment oh, there. Yeah. But that would be nice. Helpful. We haven't said that in yeah. a while. Yeah. Yeah. Because hopefully we'll be, yeah, as we get into, we got so many big summer we movies now coming. Huge We're going to try to keep, 
actually hit our deadlines. Yes. Because I hate it when I go online and I see people talking about like, it's a 20th anniversary of Phantom Menace. And it's like, bitch, that's next week. Yeah. 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 Yes. In lieu of actual money, feel free to rate us on iTunes. Sorry, I'm a little sassy right now. Very salty. I know, I have to jump into another three-hour show. This should get interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) But uh, thank you guys so much. Uh, (laughs) LaserTimePodcast.com. I'm a little hurty. We're both coughing. Uh, Yeah, fuck that. I want to close out with the up main theme. Married Life. Is is that a Michael Giacchino join? It is. Michael Giacchino. Won an Oscar for it. Well deserved. Uh, Yes, fantastic. It's no Peter Gabriel's whatever Wally's song is. Uh, but I love, I do love Up. Uh, goddamn. Love it so much. Mm-hmm. Cry your face off. Enjoy it. Yeah, but you can't watch it until yep. you watch Roadhouse. That's the rules. Uh, so <laughs> so <laughs> make a horrible double feature for yourself and your children. Uh, <laughs> that was last week. Watch the, I know, but they're our two strongest recommendations. It'd be a great double feature. I think you should watch Roadhouse first and then break your children further no. with a little Up. Yes. Okay, It'll, the rest of the movie fine, will build fine. them up. It's the theme of the movie. All right, we'll get out of here with that music. I'll be different next week. Hard. Hard.